This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Here we go. It is hour number four of the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3. The Fan Expressway is coming up in 20 minutes. You'll get Bobby Belt and all the breaking headlines from the afternoon and L.A. Live with Lucius Alexander as well. In the meantime, it is, uh, it's time to get a college football a recap of everything that transpired, where we go from here. It's a college football super segment with your host, Woolchuck and Shia Follow, and here they are, Zach and Eric. Okay, so I guess we start with the TCU positive, right? Uh, and, of course, it was a historical season for the Horn Frogs, and hopefully they can they can double down on it. That's what we're all hoping for around here. But uh, they are about to get some renovations done in that football facility. Ooh, and I think this good. this dominant Aiden season. Carter Stadium, huh? I, I, think, I think this season oh, has a ton to do with uh with these with these upgrades and the expansion 40 million dollars in renovations and expansion of the training spaces so it looks like it's gonna end up being pretty sweet new football performance center 10,000 square feet recovery center outdoor warm-up area um and all sorts of other expanded entryways and things like that so over the next few years you are going to see the tcu football facilities and really overall athletic facilities uh, really, really come up in a positive way more with the times here. So restoration, wellness centers, all the student-athletes will be allowed to do that. 20,000 square feet of strength and conditioning space, conference oh, yeah. rooms, tech centers. So this thing's about to get the pimp job that it, it, it deserves, and credit to them. Now, you do have Georgia that's going $80 million in their upgrades, so they're continuing to upgrade and upgrade and upgrade. But I Ballin'. think this dominant TCU they season. They keep upgrading? Yeah. Come on. I think that this dominant season allowed people to say, you know what? All right, we'll donate a couple of millies to make sure this thing is is up to speed with some of the top programs in the country. So yeah. that's certainly a positive. It's fantastic. It's all I got, though, in terms of positives, Wolchuk. I don't know if you can hit me with other ones. But I mean, uh, the rest well, was just going to be funnies. Early odds to win the 2023 college football playoff? Okay, so TCU, usually, if you were just in the championship game, really at any sport, nine times out of ten, you're probably top five in odds for the next year. For sure. Can't, can't go that high. I would wonder. For TCU, I can't. I was going to say, for TCU, I, I would wonder, because I haven't seen these odds, but I do. What would you guys think right now? TCU, they're going to lose Duggan, right? 40 to 1. They're going to lose their best receiver. So they'll have our guy Chandler Morris. Okay, but in but in terms of like just like, would they be top 20 in the odds? Would Probably. they be top 10? Ooh, I'd say top 20 is fair. Count, let me count what were they going into the season at overall? I mean, they were, they picked, were picked 7th in the Big 12. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. It, it was a it was a historical season in defying the odds this year. And it's not to say that TCU can't do that again, but I do just wonder like and it really just goes to show how historical of a season they just had because I'm guessing the odds for next year 
Vegas would tell you TCU's got damn near no chance. All right, they are tied for the 14th best odds. Okay. Is that so, better, higher or lower than you thought? I was, I was going to guess somewhere around 20. So 14 is, is They're better. tied with Oklahoma and Utah. And maybe their maybe their numbers should be worse considering they lose a Heisman quarterback and they don't have great success of, you know, retaining championship type of teams. Yep. But at the same time, Vegas knows TCU fan is excited right now, Chiafalo. And you that's why it. it's lower. Oh, okay. Because he's okay. he's looking to you know, they're looking to tax Take them advantage. a little bit oh, for their true. excitement. But yeah. you nailed it, Gavin, at forty to one odds. But they are ahead of some programs like Washington, Ole Miss, A and M, Auburn. I think people are learning Florida. Learn their lesson on A and M. Baylor. So they they're ahead of some other programs here, but number one is Georgia at thirteen to four odds. Number two would be Alabama. Alabama's got to figure out that quarterback situation for sure. Uh, they're going to start that kid from Katy. But the, the kid that, that was playing was it Milrose? Yeah, Milrose. Yeah, yeah. I he, mean, maybe they'll have a competition, he, he, and he doesn't end up winning the job. He started but, against Texas A and M, and they they looked he didn't he didn't look very good. They looked really ordinary playing that football game. I'm with you there, but. Um, I think right now he's projected to be the starter, but maybe they end up having a competition. Probably get a transfer come rolling in there. Yeah, who knows? Who knows what their their plan is there? Uh, Mattress Mac was it was pretty funny to watch. Oh, I forgot all about Mattress. Mac. He was there was video evidence of him just completely. I think he quit defeated. before the end of the game. Well, I mean, of course, did he everybody out and bet Georgia money line or something at halftime. But he win like, Georgia was eating chicken wings on the sideline in the fourth quarter. He Everybody seventy five million, huh? No, for sure. But he he placed a one point five million dollar bet on the Horn Frogs to win, uh, and straight up, right? Yeah, straight up, and that uh, of course that of course did not happen. So he was he was uh, he was what is it trending last night on yeah. the on the on the internet because there was pictures and videos of people around him while watching the game, and he was like hands in the face, just completely beside himself. Not you know what I what I do if I'm at your smack? I think last night you make the 1.5 money line on TCU, but then you go back later on when nobody's watching and do the 1.5 on Georgia. You know, so you if hedge. it doesn't, you know, okay, yeah, classic hedging situation right there. I could see that happening in a situation like that. You get the hometown fans fired up. You're a hero that always bets on the team, and then you gotta, you know, that that's a reckless bet. Now. That's a lot of money. You know, that's more than like two or three percent of his net worth. I don't I don't know. Maybe Mattress Mac right now is is at that time where he's had a couple of hits and he feels immortal. And now he's going to start chasing this loss. Mm-hmm. And I, I just hope it doesn't end poorly for the guy because yeah. you can lose a lot of money very quickly gambling. George's quarterback Stetson Bennett uh, is older than four quarterbacks right now. Excuse me, five quarterbacks that are in the NFL playoffs. Yeah, he won the Chris Winkie Award for the job he did this oh, year. Lamar Jackson <laughs> no. would be one. No? Lamar so, is, I guess, 25. So he's the same age? Yeah, I, I, I believe that's the Daniel case. Jones? Joe Burrow? Um, it is not Daniel Jones. It is, uh, it is, it is not Joe Burrow. No. Herbert? You it's sure Herbert. about your list? Uh, well, maybe uh, this is Yahoo. So if Yahoo nah, Sports list, is not I credible, I don't think we can credible. It. They have Brock Purdy, <laughs> Sam Howell. Rock Purdy, thank you. It's not Sam Howell because he didn't make the playoffs, but Ron Rivera. And, oh. and to Ron Rivera, he's probably thinking, yes, absolutely. Well, Sam Howell. Jack's older, right? Uh, it's Julie Trevor Donaldson. Lawrence. I'd like a word with you, by the way. Purdy, <laughs> Lawrence, Hurts, Herbert, and Tua. 
Okay, cool. Those are the five quarterbacks that I believe are younger than uh, Stetson Bennett. That's outstanding. Uh, and Walchick's <laughs> unimpressed now. He's frustrated. This is from Yahoo. Even though he's the one who farted on me, he's the one who's Well, I feel uh, like you just got retaliation, farted back. No, uh, SoFi Stadium farted on everybody last night. Yeah, so if I stay rain in there, huh? Are you kidding me? <laughs> it starts with the no tailgating, and I know people will say it seems like that's a commonplace here for these big big games, but it was not headline news until SoFi Stadium came out and made it very apparent that you are not allowed to tailgate on their grounds. That that one right there is the first strike. Then you see the menu. Uh if you were at the game last night and you you paid a ridiculous amount of money to be there, get there, have a good time there. Well, do you want to know how much just a run of the me- run of the mill beer was going to cost you last night? Seventeen bucks. Seventeen dollars. Oh, I just guessed it right. For a run of the oh, mill wow. okay. beer, nineteen for a craft beer, seventeen for a canned wine, and twenty bucks for a margarita on tap. That's what it was going to run you. So that's, I mean. I mean, I guess it's West Coast, and but the, I no, mean, Brian, that's some admit inflation. It. You, right you knew there. for a fact what that cost was based no. on your behavior a couple years back. You probably bought it, you and Hillman 15 of those oh, things. Oh, no. I, I, at the time, because I had to drive back after the game. Oh. So I didn't, but yeah, I bought Hillman and his crew. He had three other buddies. Yeah, I bought them several. And it, we, were at the, uh, we were at the Superdome, and it, was, yeah, it wasn't cheap at the time. So yeah, I just went and got them, big, those big jumbo cups of beer. But I just threw the number seventeen out because that's that's the big thing that's going on now in in like in just sports like if Formula price One gouging. races yeah the price gouging of like seventeen dollars for a beer I mean that that's kind of a kind of a number that everybody's using I'm right never now. going terrible man I mean seventeen inches maybe but seventeen dollars for a beer no, in a game it's absolutely terrible man it's terrible terrible I'm gonna give terrible. you that shirt if I can find it I'm gonna go give it I'm gonna yeah. give it to you thank you mm. I appreciate that by the way Carter Freeman has given us a gift in the in the form of the uh, the 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 Woolchuck uh, gas towards uh, Chia Follow I retweeted that at Gavin Dawson uh, so you can follow and enjoy uh, uh, Broadus's head shake in disapproval oh. Yeah, and I'm retweeting it as well at Chia Follows Sports. I need all the followers I can get right now. Uh, Arash Markazi. <laughs> I think it has a lot to do with whether or not you're going to get an endorsement, to be just completely honest really? with you. I think your social media following that, probably that, has that a ton not to true. do with it. That's not true. It feels like it. It feels true. like it's true. I don't know about that. Um, Arash Markazi tweeted out videos, and he said that SoFi Stadium was built as an indoor-outdoor stadium, but the floor is entirely too slippery tonight people in the rain because it was slide. raining last night. Yeah. And so multiple people slipping, falling, having to be helped out on stretchers. There was gurneys, not on the turf, like, but in the concourse yeah. because fans, uh, and they, they can't say they were drunk because the beer was too expensive. These are sober fans walking around slipping thanks to SoFi's indoor outdoor. Oh, this is supposed okay. to be new age cool. You have guys in the you had guys that were covering the game saying that their computers were getting soaking wet uh, because of whatever rain was coming in. Okay, so, let me ask you a question nuts. here. Do you think people were falling and getting it on film to kind of sue SoFi? That maybe there's like lawsuits. Oh yeah, of people like okay, get it. I'm gonna I'm gonna fake like I'm gonna fall, and we're gonna be part of this lawsuit. I can see that. Ooh, yeah, SoFi's well, got big money. That's who you want to sue. And everybody yeah. there was sober enough to think clearly and and think outside the box. Yeah, like you're what makes okay, sense. Get me, get me. Here I am. I'm, oh, I fall. Oh, my bad. Rolling around like you're a soccer player on the yeah. ground. You know. Yeah, that kind oh. of thing. Hey, right. it's a good way to get some money. Yeah. I mean, Luca was there. There was probably plenty of flopping going on at that stadium last night. What are you doing? I'm just cracking jokes. I love you, Luca. You know that. I give you an A plus plus for throwing pizza parties, heater parties, whatever you want, Luca. 
You're the best in the class. Your jokes are bad. Uh, and then we have Georgia's student body and the way they celebrated in Athens last With night. With their bodies? Um, I'm sure there was Were they bodies. eating dog biscuits? There, I didn't see dog biscuits. What Were they I saw, eating dog poop? I saw... Well, that's, this isn't no, this is not Philly. Right? Yeah. Oh, sorry. This is... I'm seeing videos of people holding up like small-sized Christmas trees uh, while lit on fire. Oh, and they were just parading them around the streets of Athens. Uh, and then at one point, there was like a tree that got apparently pulled out of the ground. It was like a nice size little tree. And it was just Tumor's like, corner. it was basically, it was crowd surfing. The tree was like big crowd, uh, Georgia Bulldog students and fans. Hey. And it's just like a tree going around. I don't really understand the reference of what the trees were. I don't were. think they did either, but it sounded good in the moment. They were just going nuts, man. They were going absolutely nuts last night. Act like that's you've been the way there. to do it. Uh, well, they had the year before, oh, right? That's right, yeah. So they should know better. <laughs> they should. Uh, every record that Georgia broke right last night, 65-7, to seven, that was the final score. Hmm. That was the most lopsided point differential for a bowl game in the FBS's history, besting the previous mark of 56 that LSU tied hmm. with its 63-7 to seven win over Purdue, Purdue in this year's Citrus Bowl. Shout yeah, out take to the that. Tigers. Take that there. Anybody that plays the SEC. It marked the most lopsided margin of victory in a national title game since the BCS college football playoff era began back in 1998. It passed the 2004 55-19 drubbing of Oklahoma in the Orange Bowl done by USC. Fight on. Also, Stetson Bennett went out with a bang. He had four touchdown passes and two rushing touchdowns. Bennett matched former LSU quarterback Joe, Joe Burrow's Burrow. title game record for the most touchdowns scored. And in the process, he became the first player in BCS college football playoff era to score at least two passing touchdowns and two or more rushing touchdowns in a title game. And it marked the first time in Bennett's career that he was responsible for four or more touchdowns in three consecutive games. He picked a great time to do it and uh well and they were a missed field goal away from not having any of this happen yeah from a team standpoint the outcome marked georgia's most lopsided win of the season which surpassed its 55 to 0 win over vandy back in october and it was tcu's most lopsided defeat since 1986 as well who so, did they get beat by texas that year uh, that's a great question i'll go back i don't back i don't, I don't have that and in the 1986 1986 was that. I was at LSU. We'll see who that was. I bet you could go look that up. Maybe. Now, ESPN went ahead and put out like the best two-year runs in college football and was Georgia's the best in the history of the sport. They do indeed rank it. Number one, they went 29-1 and one between these two years. They averaged 40 points a game. They allowed 12.2 points a game. They had two national titles, one SEC title, 11 combined wins over ranked opponents, and six over top five teams. Number two, the second best run, they say, over a two-year period was the 94-95 Nebraska Cornhuskers. That was an elite team. Do you, do you think Georgia has passed Alabama in the SEC or you know nationally? Who, who do you consider like over the next five years? Oh, the my. team that's got the best chance of stacking multiple uh, championships. I think Georgia has surpassed Alabama. That TCU loss was at Kyle Field on November 22nd against 13th ranked Texas A&M. Ooh, look they at lost you. 74 to 10. 
about that? Pretty Jeez, insane. Bro, it's it's, it's depressing. It really is. I felt horrible for f- people because it goes on for so long in college football, and it just was not interesting. You know, that's what I was telling everybody late last night. Like, man, I, I would be happy if we can keep this thing close. So in the fourth quarter, you're like, hey, make a couple of plays, have a couple of bounces go your way. I was just shocked. Do you think they would have had a better chance against Ohio State, Brian? Uh, Same thing? Man, no. I Man, no, I don't. Maybe not a maybe not no, an eight score I, game. Maybe yeah, just a five score because game. Because the way I think with Ohio State's offense, how it is, I I think they would have been a little bit more problematic for them. What do you think happened to Michigan? Do you think they played their worst game of the year? Michigan, yeah. What happened was that Michigan went away from who Michigan was, you know, and they got behind and started having to throw the ball. I tell you, the goal line stand gave that that gave TCU a lot of momentum. I mean, mm. Michigan first play of the game, they go for like sixty five yards on a rush. And you're thinking, okay, here we go. They're going to get boat raced, and then they have a goal line stand, and it kind of, it kind of gave TCU some encouragement to keep playing. Yeah, Michigan busted and, out the Philly special, and Michigan had no answer on defense for what TCU was no, doing. And, and, and two I, pick sixes in the game. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like that was those were the those were like the turning points. This Georgia team. You know, they, we talked about that Georgia had some problems in the secondary. They've been giving up points. They've been giving a up, lot of yeah, points. Yeah. They've been an, like on a per play basis. They've been a fairly average defense. Yeah, it was stunning. Do you think maybe I, TCU also just played a horrible game? I think TCU, like that's not yeah. real. I think they did. The Line moment also might have just been too big as well. But you also saw Jalen Carter, who did announce he's going yeah. to the NFL draft. Right. That that well, Jalen Carter, disruptive. they controlled him in the in the, the Ohio State controlled. Ohio him. State did a great job. Yeah, and I they kinda, also have a stellar offensive line. I kind of felt like that TCU with their veteran group would be okay, but. No, it, was, it wasn't the same. All righty, thank you guys. The Expressway coming up next. Bobby Beldo hits you at 5.30 with the latest on the Cowboys, and then L.A. Live at about 5.40 will take you on home to the top of the hour. Uh, so the Expressway is next here in the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight better the reward you put in the hours the energy the tough labor you are a fighter and medela is your reward medela the mark of a fighter drink responsibly beer imported by crown import chicago illinois we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Shoot, yeah. Welcome back, G-Bag Nation. It is time now for the Expressway and 35 minutes of uninterrupted sports content right here every afternoon on 105.3 The Fan. Bobby Belt's coming up in about six minutes. Lucius Alexander, L.A. Live, coming up here at about 5.40. We'll uh, replay you the G-Bag of the day in L.A. Live and hit some randos, do some headlines. So uh, stick around for that. We're going commercial-free all the way to the top of the hour. And every day at this time, we take a look at what has been developing throughout the broadcast afternoon. A lot of reaction to to TCU, a lot of tasteless jokes that are offensive. It was the lowest-watched title game since 1999, just, uh, you know, Tennessee and Florida State, as it became painfully obvious early on that uh, TCU was going to be outclassed, at, at least in that individual game. I'd love to see them play it, like, 
10 times? Can we do a series and, you know, try to win one of them? But I, I don't know if they would. You know, I think they just got an eyeful of, of what the task is to jump up to that next level. Okay, elsewhere, the commanders fired OC Scott Turner. Uh, after yet another disappointing season uh, mm. offensively. So that was definitely to be expected. But I don't know what you expect. Like, I'm sure Scott Turner will, will find another job. How about this one, though, Brian? Sean McVay allowing Rams assistants to look for other jobs this afternoon. Sure. Is he gone? I'll tell you what. I think that uh, I think we're getting close to the, the realization that Sean McVay is not long for this right now. Yeah, and I and I, for he him, almost left last year. Yeah, and you know he's he's in a situation right now. He's just recently married. We've talked about his his wife is Ukraine Ukrainian, I think is how you would say. And and there's a lot of things going on there. And he is just I think that he's one of those guys that it's very much to me. Think Zelensky needs his help. Well, it 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 reminds me very much of John Madden. John Madden left football. As a, as a really as a young coach, you know, and Sean got his Sean got his Super Bowl and all that, and and you know he's he's been richer there a in hell now. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things where like he's kind of looking at the situation. If Tom Brady's not willing to take that three hundred twenty five million dollar broadcasting thing, maybe I should take this thing. You know, hmm. I mean, maybe I should. Maybe, yeah, maybe I should jump in there and 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 be a part of this. But I, I think I, as well, after you after them picks and did what you did with team building to go all yeah. in, it's like, do you want to rebuild it again? Because that's where yeah. they're heading, right? Go find a new yeah. quarterback and all that. Yeah, I, I think that to me, that's like I say, that's they had a heck of a run. They they did it a way that like you know everybody's everybody who's one Went of those two tra- Super Bowls, those traditionalists that are going, oh, well, you care, you gotta have picks, gotta you know, and no, nah, I mean he he said, listen, they they did him and Les Snead just said, you know, f those picks, let's do this, and, and the guy's a hell of a coach. I just honestly think there's things in life. He's a super smart guy. I think there's things in life that he would just rather be doing right now. Hmm. And instead That's of sitting amazing. there and grinding it out on a as an NFL coach. Maybe he doesn't love football. Maybe maybe he's just great at it. I can't imagine walking away from a chance to to compete for Super Bowls in a front office that'll well, do whatever you want. Yeah, if you've the fact that he's won one, I think that says I, I could say the whole thing with it just reminds me very much of what John Madden did. Walking away from a walking away from a coaching situation as, as a young guy. Well, may, maybe he's aware enough to know that it's not in his best interest long term, and, and it is really hard to win another Super Bowl. And you could sit there for the next two decades and bang your head up against the wall and raise your blood pressure and fire a bunch of people, or you could just go enjoy your life and yeah. be on TV once a week. You know, yeah. and and I, I'm sure that has uh, its merits for a lot of people. But you know, the ability to compete at the highest level. Like, I don't I don't know, like some people like John Madden could walk away from it, but we all loved playing sports. And unfortunately, at some point we had to quit because we weren't good enough or we were old. And like coaching allows you to stay in the heat of the battle. You know, Uh, imagine being able to be so engaged in it that it like it, it satisfies you in a way like playing did and you're winning. I mean, the status that comes along with that as well. I think it's very rare that somebody in Sean McVay's situation would consider it. But, hey, to each their own. I kind of feel like, though, you're in a situation, you got a bunch of a-holes like me asking you questions every, you know, week about, you know, know, just things that you just, you know, it's just a constant grind. For sure. I think that, I think the thing, there's fun aspects about being in professional uh, athletics. And then there's things that you just, you just get beat down. 
you get really, really beat down. You get tired, and and it's the desire to do it. It's just why? Why do I have to do this? You know, you, you're driving to work, and you're like, you know, there's guys that are like, oh, it's the thrill of it. Because you, you want to kick the world's ass as a guy. That's why. That's how we're wired. He's been on that mountain, man. He's he's already planted that Satisfied. flag. He's planted that flag, and you know. You, you get to a point in time, too, in your life, you know, you start to think about different things. Like Yeah, around 60. Yeah, well, I like 40. Yeah, I, I to me. He can always come back. That's, I, that, that's always going to be that, there You look him. at what John, John Gruden did that. John Gruden was gone for nine years. Monday Night Football, nine years. I mean, you're telling me yeah. a couple of years he goes to the booth. Now, all of a sudden, you want a new head coach. That's a yeah. dream hire for me. It is It is a massive grind in a lot of hours. And yeah. I, I, I'm just surprised, you know, when news like this comes out, if a, pl- if a player leaves with so much money on, on the table still, like Aaron Rodgers ain't leaving. 50 million bucks. I'm, I'm going to play. Now, okay, let yeah, me ask you this. He's leaving to go get a ton of money probably from a studio. Well, like, I, he's going to make plenty of money, yeah, I would think, in that job. Who would you think would m- most likely to leave then? McVeigh or Rodgers? McVeigh, McVay. no doubt. I think he's gone. I mean, you don't let your assistants go interview with other teams if you're going to come back. Okay, yeah. see, that's that's me. You're talking about two really, really smart guys that kind of see life in another way. They, football is not the most important thing to some of these guys. Interesting. Okay, football might be the most important thing to Roquan Smith, especially after he's getting a $100 million contract right now. Baltimore Ooh. Ravens traded for Roquan Their from the Bears. Their defense got better when, he, when yeah. he arrived. They and, got better. Yeah, and they, they had a really nice year. They, they did. They did not give up a, lo- a lot of points, uh, at least on defense. Obviously, o- offense was uh, another issue. Mavs are getting set to visit the Clippers. Uh, it's a late one. Kawhi Leonard is back for L.A., um, so it's going to be interesting to see them play it, but they've lost four in a row. The Clippers have lost four in a row. They're sitting at 21 and 21. And these teams, yeah. they have a history. Um, Luke has gone off against them he several kills times. These so guys, yeah. it, it could be awful fun tonight. Carlos Correa going to the Twins. Pending you, that physical. Okay. So the, the <laughs> physical is where things get really interesting. Is this the third deal he's had? It's the third deal. The Twins doctors will go ahead and make that work. He was a Minnesota Twin this past year. Yeah. yeah. They, know they, know, they know what they're looking at. Uh, U.S. national team players DeAndre Yedlin and Walker Zimmerman give a vote of confidence to Greg Bearhalter. Bearhalter, I think Greg's a great head coach. He's did a great job of banding us all together and really making sure we're all fighting for the same goal. Said DeAndre Yedlin after the success of the World Cup, would you be okay with Bearhalter coming back? Soccer fans, I don't know. It is time now to talk with one hell of a soccer fan himself and a guy who broke it down every morning with Sean and RJ through the World Cup run. It's Bobby Belt, and a good afternoon, sir. How are you? What's up, gentlemen? I'm just uh, I'm just out here trying to spread the beautiful game of football to the rest of the world. You got and, it, buddy. Uh, that's that's what I seek to do. You and me, Dawson. Yes, sir. We're on it now. A great conversation this morning with Jerry Jones. What was your top takeaway? Uh, you know, I mean, just the the definitive nature in which he hit us with the no, the the emphatic no on Mike McCarthy. Um, I, I was texting with a few people from the beat afterwards, and. Uh, they they were they were all looking for the wiggle room. Like, like, what's the wiggle room here for Jerry with an answer like that? Is is the wiggle room for him to say, well, I I said nothing that happened there could impact it. That there was a whole lot more for me to take in and analyze to make a decision, and I took in a lot more and analyzed it, and we're moving on. Um, or just flat out, I can say no then and change my mind if things go a certain way. Uh, you know, in one week, and so. Uh, but I thought just how emphatically he said no, uh, essentially three times stood out. Um, but he's given know. them the stability of being a playoff team, Bobby. That's why the Joneses love it so much. Yeah, but he wasn't hired here to uh, to be a September through December coach. Like Jason Garrett and Mike McCarthy have the same number of 
uh, losing seasons here in Dallas. And uh, at the end of the day, I mean, Jason Garrett, nobody wanted to keep him around, and then I don't think anybody's arguing for that. But at the end of the day, at least Jason Garrett did win two playoff games at some point. And so I, I think three years into this, uh, if you still come out of this with no playoff losses, I think uh, they would probably view things as like, okay, well, then you're no better, even if the regular season record says you are. You're, you're in reality no better than what we were getting with Jason Garrett. Well, you got and the so, playoffs in back-to-back years, man. That, that's what they build this team for. Yeah, yeah. That, but, I mean, like, uh, you know, they were making the playoffs with Jason Garrett as well, and they've, they've had plenty of playoff appearances during their run here. But if they were to go out there and just lay an absolute egg against a team that they are definitely better than, they are better than Tampa Bay. If you go out there and you lose to Tampa Bay – um, and, and this is back-to-back years where you have really disappointing performances in the playoffs, I think it's at least a question. It's something to kick around. Yeah, it is an, an interesting one, and under what circumstances would they consider it? I, I do think I, I'll, I'll take Jerry at face value, though, when you talk about how you've improved turnovers, you've improved the health of this team, um, and you know, not making the playoffs in, in back-to-back years for 15 years, I think that is a, a, a pretty significant accomplishment because they look at it as get into the tournament and see what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, and if they don't win, you know, they'll they'll chalk it up to something. But you know, you heard I, I think as well this morning, Jerry Jones probably used the word confident like 25 times. He yeah. he really believes in in Mike McCarthy, and I don't think it's it's possible to shock him off of that take in just one game. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know that because, I mean, I, I heard him say confidence several times with Jason Garrett, too. And and I've heard him say things like that before. And I'm not I'm not saying that he doesn't. Uh, I'm just saying that I think that there's there was a little bit of notice. Brian and I talked about this yesterday. There was almost a little bit of notice, I think, put out after the game on Sunday when Jerry was talking about how disappointed he was with the Washington performance. And then he said, but I'll tell you this. Uh, I'm not half as disappointed as I will be if we're in the same position next week. Sure did. And I think that that was one aspect of it. Um, And then he, you know, uh, Sean had asked him, what's the message that you deliver to this team uh, that you you can give to them based off of last year? Like, hey, let's take this from San Francisco and apply it this time around. And uh, I think Jerry said something to the effect of, you know, we can all have a happier new year if we win. And, and that could just very well be like, hey, it's so much more fun to win. But, I mean, there's also, if you couple it with the other quote, can be viewed as a little bit of it's not going to be a happy time for some people if we, you know, are one and done again. And that's a reasonable thing. I don't, you know, I don't think anybody's what, – what is the difference between back-to-back 12-5 and five and you're, you know, bounced in disappointing fashion without a playoff win than just going, you know, 8-8 eight and eight or 8-9 and nine now – um, but like, I don't know that there's much of a difference in that. And, and they, Mike McCarthy was brought here for pedigree and to be a difference in January. And if he's, if he's not going to be that difference or, or if they're having issues and, and they're, you know, collapsing whenever they get into these positions, um, then I, whether it's Mike McCarthy or somebody else, somebody will be held to account for it. And probably several somebodies if they get one and done again. Bobby, if, if he does make a change, you think it's because he doesn't want to lose Dan Quinn or if he does make a change, you think he would go outside? I think that if they were to make some sort of a move, I think the easy easy way to look is to just look within your building and go, all right, well, Dan Quinn's here. Yeah. Um, defense has had their own struggles in recent weeks, obviously. Um, you know, there's been issues with the pass rush being generated. 
the Cowboys have allowed more 20-yard pass completions than anybody in the NFL over the last five weeks. Uh, you know, the, the linebackers have had trouble with their eye discipline consistently throughout this year. Anybody not named Leighton Vander Esch. Um, so there, there are problems on the defense too. It's, it's not perfect by any means, but, um, you know, if they were to, if they were to move on from Mike McCarthy, I do think the one that makes sense would be Dan Quinn, just because I, I think everybody in that building, uh, feels like they can, you know, work towards a common goal with him and, and have that good relationship with him. I don't think it's just as simple as they lose and, and Mike McCarthy would be on the hot seat. But I mean, if you just take a carbon copy of Sunday, for instance, Let's say Tampa Bay plays exactly the way the Commanders did and Dallas puts exactly the same performance out there that they did against Washington and they lose to the Commanders 26-6. to You do that in the playoffs and I think people are in trouble. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. How surprised are you that we find ourselves now entering the postseason and it was all along Terrence Steele that was the straw that stirred the Cowboys' offensive dream? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I try, I'm not going to, like, uh, you know – try and dunk too hard but I think we talked a lot here that like Terrence Steele was like the best offensive lineman on the unit like all year before he got hurt and he has become an elite run blocking tackle but it's uh, I, I mean the, the more disappointing thing I, I think we all knew they were losing something significant in Terrence Steele the disappointing thing is how far the drop off has been with Tyron Smith and, you know, I, I think I brought it up with you guys yesterday. I know I talked about it with Brian on the podcast yesterday um, that the the question to me now is, OK, is this just the steep fall off or is this got to do with playing the right side specifically? Like if we flipped him over to the left side, do some of these issues look better? Like, does he just look more comfortable? And this is about the difficulty of flipping sides or is this that aggressive fall off that they were terrified of when they watched him play against San Francisco? Um, he was bad on Sunday. I mean, a lot of people were bad, but Tyron Smith was, was bad and it was a, a concerning level, I think. And so, um, it's been very disappointing to see, uh, you, you know, it was obviously a, a, a rough break for them to lose Terrence Steele, but I think the more disappointing aspect of that is just that Tyron Smith hasn't performed up to a level that, that you were hoping he could. How much pressure is on Kellen Moore in this game? Um, a lot. I mean, as much as any of these coaches, probably just as much as Mike McCarthy or somebody else. Um, because, you know, I think that when you look at how inefficiently they've run the ball on first down, some of the perplexing calls that have been made in, in, you know, certain areas, the, the absolutely just, uh, I don't want to say bizarre, but, but, but just generic game plan. It almost felt like, and I don't think generic in a sense of, you know, oh, well, we're just we're, we're concealing what we want to do. To me, that's that argument there that Kellen was just concealing something, you know, for the playoffs or whatever. They didn't want to show something to Tampa Bay. I, Jerry, I know, pushed back against it this morning. But uh, to me, it's like you, you've put stuff on tape for 17 weeks. Like, like if you don't want to break certain things out against Washington, I understand. But if you're just not going to run your normal game plan or your normal approach to, to uh, you know, just a general Sunday, I, I don't know what you're saving uh, against Tampa Bay but I, I think that he's gonna need to step up obviously there's there's a lot of pressure on the the three people who probably I think have the the most pressure in terms of hey it's time to get the job done and do something here are probably Mike McCarthy Kellen Moore and Dak Prescott it's those three that if they are to make a run in the playoffs here, they need all three of those guys to be really really good it's Bobby Belt here our Cowboys insider with you on the fan you guys also asked him about playing on Monday night 
and he's so bullish on it. Was this his idea? It just seems like it was his idea because we're going to make so many more tens of millions of dollars. And they said, okay, if you want this so bad, Jerry, y'all are going to play in the game. What do you think about that theory? Um, maybe. Yeah, I, I mean, Jerry's always looking for the, uh, you, you know, he's always looking out for the shield and, and the uh, the bottom line for everybody. So. I mean, it got weird with his answer. Like, yeah, we're, we we might have to play on a shorter week, but we'll have a longer week to get ready, and that's an advantage. It's like, no, it's not, because Tampa has the same extra day. Yeah, I, and, and Choppy was making that same point. I, I don't know so much that he was saying that's an advantage over Tampa. I think he was saying that's just an advantage for us right now to prepare, like, before we hit this stretch of games. Maybe for the health of his team. Yeah, I think he was talking just more it's advantageous for what we are trying to accomplish, less about it's an advantage over an opponent. Um, and so I think that that's more the angle that he was taking on that. Um, but yeah, this is, uh, I, I think that he's, uh, Brian, I know, knows this. We had both talked about this. The David Moore report came out. Everybody in that building for the last, like, two weeks, it seems like, was chatting like, yeah, yeah well, it looks like we're probably going to play Monday. Yep. So, I mean, this was something that I think they all had a, a good understanding was happening. So uh, whether Jerry... Uh, uh, you know, argued for that or potentially helped set it up, or it's just he's had an awareness of it for a couple of weeks and has has decided this is going to be the the public approach he takes to the question. Uh, is I guess the the question that ultimately needs to be asked. But if you want some positivity, Gavin, if you want to feel better about it, Cowboys on short rest this year are four and zero, and the Eagles on extended rest are one and two. So there you go. It is weird, man. It, it uh, you know, and I. I, I, I don't know why NFL teams would agree to it other than the money, right? And I think Jerry is, is money man number one when it comes to this game of pro football. So it just makes total sense. The, the owners are like, what are you doing? No, if you win that game, you're going to give us a week less to recover from injuries. Money's not that important, Jerry. He's like, well, sh- damn sure it is. That's what we're all here for. I'll play the game if you guys don't want to, and we'll dominate the TV ratings. I, I think that's exactly how that played out. Bobby, is there anything else before we let you go? Uh, just that I love you all. Love you too. There he goes, Bobby Belt, a must-follow on Cowboys Twitter here in the G-Bag Nation. Yeah, other owners put Super Bowl first. Jerry Jones puts a couple of extra $10 million that all 32 of them can split up amongst themselves first, and I think that's a very telling story. It is time now for L.A. Live with Lucius Alexander. Into the Pimp Cup we go for L.A. Yeah, I wanted to do this yesterday, but we ran out of time. Serious interviews gone bad. Uh-huh. Right after Rick. Well, all right, you squares. It's time you smoke. That's me. That's me. Fire up this funk and let's have a toe. It'll make you dance with some of everything. Everybody get high. Hey. Hey, L.A. Live for January 10th, 2023. Question for the Tolos that I asked on my Facebook page right here, folks. I'm going to get right into it. Uh, Name something that has been ruined by rich people. Name something that has been ruined. Totally ruined by rich people. Attending sporting events. (laughs) No doubt. Yeah. Boom. The price up. Uh, Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me write that down. Scratch that out. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, Good clean water for free. Out of there. Uh, price of housing. Mm-hmm. 
I think even the middle class is in on that now. Well, no, actually, the, the hedge fund's buying up all the single-family homes. Yeah. That's yeah. funny that you say middle class. Name something that has ruined, been ruined by rich people. The middle, the middle class. class. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It is tough to hang in the middle these days. Uh, youth sports. Okay. Yeah. 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 Wow. There's no doubt about that. Um, is it the AAU type of vibe are we talking about? Like, what are we it's saying? The, it's just the like the willingness to spend that that money to go and. I mean, I understand it's your kid and all that, the camps and everything like oh, you know. And okay. then now you the now, hustle of it. Well, the hustle, but then all of a sudden, though, when your kid now plays sports with other kids, it's like, well, wait, why aren't you not playing my kid? He did yeah, every, you know. Yeah. We yeah. paid thirteen hundred. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the competitiveness of it. The people with money, they send their kids to places that make them, like, overcoached. Yeah, they're getting, right? like, personal yeah, trained. Exactly. So we're yeah. all personal trained Private up. coaches. And then when, like, great natural athletes show up to play on that team, they yeah. can't break through. Right. They can't get the two years of runway for that athleticism to really show up because the overcoached, like, jobber kids with average athleticism are taking all the roster spots. Mm-hmm. And so, you know. It is. It's. I think it's more prevalent in soccer and maybe baseball than some of the other sports. But okay. I, I see quite a bit of it. Name something that has been ruined by rich people. I asked the Tolos on my Facebook page. Got over a hundred answers. If anybody wants to go there and just look at them, they're all talking to each other. It's a great place to vent, I guess. Today, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we do we say concerts already? No. Okay, we say concerts. Yeah. Automobile prices. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, prescription drug prices. Yeah. Thrift stores. Really? You're up to yeah. five thrift, bucks now? Yeah, thrift oh. stores. People are going in there trying to find, like, items that, you know, you didn't know they were, it, like, price high and run them up. Is the thrift store, though, kind of like the rich people just giving away stuff to make them better? I kind of think the rich people have helped thrift stores. I believe that. Because they clean out their closet, and they don't want to give it to, like, Goodwill or yeah. any of these other places. So they just sell it. They give it to the consignment or yeah. thrift yeah. store. And they're like, oh, just and so now you kind of go through and you're like, yeah. man, I'd have never found man, this. You know what's really popping? Estate sales. There you Ooh. go. Yeah. Estate sales. Yeah. Uh, name something that has been ruined by rich people. The government. The year 2020. <laughs> Regular clothes because Levi's, Champion, and Dickies are all high now. Yeah. No way. Champion's high. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, theme parks because of the fast passes. Oh, yes. Somebody says brisket has been ruined by rich people. <laughs> brisket? They're charging way too much. Brisket. Yeah, per pound. <laughs> meat sure. in general. What the bleep? Uh, Instagram has been ruined by rich people. The standard of living for everyone else has been ruined by rich people. We're insulated from it here in North Texas, but still in, in, in pockets, it's insane. Yeah. Already. Yeah. Uh, cool towns like Denver, Austin, Asheville, and Aspen have been ruined by rich people. I've heard that they, about Aspen. I tell you what, Ash, Asheville, North Carolina, is beautiful, man. Ah, really? It is. It's a furniture capital of the world. A who? Furniture. Okay. Yeah. You want to get furniture? Go to Asheville, about North Carolina. Lounging around and chilling. Beautiful furniture. Asheville, huh? Yep. All right. All right. I guess so. They lead the league in furniture over there. Yep, beautiful furniture. That's a weird, that's a weird uh, stat right there. Yeah, we'll put that on my list. Just trying to educate you here a little Places bit. Places to visit. Yeah. You and all your numbers brought us. If I want to go chill in the chair, head yeah. up to Asheville. I'll tell you what, though, that airport in, 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 in Charlotte, they have some of the best rocking chairs you'll ever sit in in your life. <laughs> you can eat your Bojangles chicken, drink your iced tea. It's oh, a rocking crusty chair. as hell. People are alleging that uh, Jane Slater got her Sunday outfit from Asheville. I don't know what that means. I didn't see it. What does that mean? They said she was looking like like a leather couch or something. Oh, okay. Mm. I don't hear that, Jane. Yeah. That looked very classy. 
Uh, G, back in the day, we do it every day here on The Fan at 2.30. If you see anything out there, don't be afraid to hit me up on the social medias at Lucky Lucius P on most platforms. Today's winner is a Spanish call of DJ Shark. Uh, sealing the deal for the Lions versus the Packers. You know, the Lions beat the Packers uh, Sunday. It's DJ Shark sealing the deal. It's, it's real hard for me not to call him Shart. It's almost impossible, bro. <laughs> what a, how about that for a DJ name? DJ Shart. DJ Shart. Don't get too close. DJ Shart in the building. That'd be Walchuk's DJ name. <laughs> On that funk. Oh, Bringing the funk. DJ Shart. <laughs> it's only happened like once in the last five years. Five uh, I, I, before I get to uh, the serious interviews gone bad, I want to get to this headline I've seen. The Texas Testicle Festival. We'll be serving up Rocky Mountain oysters on January 14th at Bakersfield (laughs) Bakersfield Hall (laughs) near Fredericksburg. Anybody going to eat some testicles down there? Fredericksburg. Not retired. Didn't Broadus put the Rocky Mountain oysters in his top two or three? He did. He did. And I'm going to let you know, uh, they're also serving sweet bread made of animal pancreas. Yeah, that's it. Oh, Sweet bread's pretty crazy. What are we doing? Oh, that sounds disgusting. They turned the pancreas into bread. Uh Uh-huh. What are we doing? It's not bread like you think. Yeah, it's probably not what you think. No, it's not. Oh, what, yeah, wait. it's pancreas. It's not it, bread as what you think. It kind of how it well, looks. Or Rocky Mountain oysters. Right, I'm gonna look this. I'm yeah, gonna look this up. yeah. Look it up there. You, you're not gonna. It's not like like you would eat sourdough bread. What, what or, is that? What is that one called again? There, Lucius. Just what? pancreas bread. Yeah, yeah. Sweet bread. <laughs> sweet, sweet bread. bread. Sweet bread. It's pancreas bread. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why you, why you look into that? I'll hit you with some more stuff here, fellas. Uh, what is on your Instagram Explorer page? <laughs> what is Instagram on, Explorer I want page? you to look at your phone right now nah. and look at it, fam. Don't be sitting up here trying to make up things. Look at your Instagram Explorer page and tell me what's in there because the algorithm is telling on you. Yeah, I got right, in trouble. Let's see, let's see I got in trouble. Right, let back. Let me see where's the Explorer. I thought I covered all my tracks, and then my Explorer page Shows was it, just, I mean, it was like a black light yeah. on all that I had done. 100%. Yeah, oh, it's like Room Raiders I all of a sudden. A lot of cheeks. Yeah. Sports stuff and some hotties and bikinis. Okay, yeah, I got black scholars, old school cars, financial stuff, music, live music situations, and toes. A lot of toes. Uh, Beautiful you, picture of your baby, by the way. You to be a toe man. Oh, Lucius. thank you. That's on your explore page? No, I don't know oh. how to get to the explore page. What Bro, do I do? Just click on the, the magnifying glass on the bottom buddy. left. Uh, okay. Yeah, and yeah. then that'll tell you kind of what you look at it. And now for me, it's just a bunch of uh, jack dudes. But you two years ago, real quick. <laughs> it was, it was, and it takes a while to clean that up. It, it does. I was monitoring that thing, and I'm like, okay, like what? It does it took a solid six months before I really started even noticing a difference. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. a lot of girls in heels walking in my uh, Explorer page. Yeah. 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 Chill out. Okay, I got I got some barbecue ribs. I got Neymar. I got the volleyball girl who does the thing with her heart. Yep, yep, yep. And then. Uh, and then some gal trying to so you got, uh, eat cucumbers in one bite for some reason. I don't know what that. What that oh, what's that? Very I nice. I don't know. I don't it's know what yast. that could be. Little yak so yak. What in the world is that? Little yak yak. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I got Chuck's sister on Instagram too. That's it right there. Well, hey wow. man, well, that's yeah. not really very nice. Well, I bring <laughs> no, all of this up not, because it's really impressive. Cool, I bring it's this athletic. up because <laughs> last week when I searched for like the broadcasting fights and arguments that I played on LA Live yes, last sir. week, 
the algorithm has been feeding me a bunch of live TV fights. Okay. Oh, just really? back and forth, back and forth. So I was like, I got to play it for the boys. They probably heard some. They probably haven't heard any of them. So I'm going to play it. Uh, here goes Tom Cruise. He was on 60 Minutes Australia, and they were pressing him about his ex-wife. And he was like, all right, I had enough of this. Would you like Nicole to remarry? Yes. <laughs> I want Nicole to be happy. That's what I want. And do you have a relationship where you, you talk, it's a parenting relationship, you know, and talk professionally about each other's why we? Why don't, listen, here's the, here's the thing, Peter. Yeah. You're stepping over a line now. You're stepping over a line. You know you are. Well, I suppose they're questions Peter, though, that people want to know. Peter. Peter. You want to know. Take and responsibility for what you want to know. Don't say what other people. This is a conversation that I'm having with you right now. You're right. Okay. So I'm just telling you right now, okay, just... Put your manners back in. Do you think I was out of line? Yes. Manners back Excellent. in. Well, I apologize for that Good. sincerely. <laughs> His confrontations are so weird. They're so awesome, bro. Yeah. Put your manners so back awesome. in. so awesome. Remember when he yelled at the staff for his movie that they had to wear masks? Yeah. I mean, he went off on them for like 10 minutes. We are leading the company right now. Yeah. Hey, he wasn't lying, though. This movie of the year, apparently. Yeah, it was. He made it. Yeah, he, he told it. y'all. Listen, fam. Yeah. Yeah. Movie industry is on our backs right now. Uh, how about Andrew Dice Clay? You guys remember Andrew Dice Clay? Is he hey. still with us? Oh, hi. Hey. I love Andrew Dice Clay. Would you say, brothers? Is he still with us? Yes. In fact, he has this thing. I follow him on Instagram where he goes around to like random people in New York and okay. be like, hey, okay, you spotted me. Let's take a photo. Hey, come on. And they're like, who are you? He's okay. like, oh, you don't remember okay. me? Come yeah. on. Hey. Yeah, all right. <laughs> come on. <laughs> anyway, here he goes on CNN. He figures they did not do their research about him. So he went off on it. Let's talk a little bit about uh, where your career has been. <laughs> I can't because believe it. You, of you know course, I mean? you were you were a headline guy, I'm and still then a headline guy. You know what I mean? For a while, yeah. you popped out. Now you're coming back. For I a while, back. for a while, it's you were actually do, you, you were know running. What I mean? You were running a gym. Tell us about that. Running a gym? Weren't you running you a gym getting, at some point? You're supposed to be a news guy. Where you getting your our research. You aren't. You aren't. It's ridiculous. I come on CNN, and the guy don't even know what he's talking about. Go ahead. Go oh, sure. By the way, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no point where you're running a gym. Um, no, no, running a gym. What? No, you, you need a workout or something? <laughs> Jesus. Christ with these guys. I come on the news for two seconds and, and you want to say, every All time right. I do an interview, a guy wants to open his f-ing mouth. Can't All right, even Andrew, do a little f-ing f-ing routine much. here. Slap you know, TV. F- yourself. You know what? All right. <laughs> we'll go back to uh, about Art Barney. And we'll be back in just a moment. Back <laughs> <laughs> to talk about Art Never disrespect a dice man. Never. Dude, I'm, I'm in like eighth or ninth grade, and people are like, have you seen Andrew Dice Clay? And I'm like, no. You know, we've yeah. seen Eddie Murphy Raw and Delirious and a few others. And this thing comes on, and like my mouth and stomach were just unbelievably. I mean, it was it was the perfect routine for my little miss muffet oh. sat on a tuffet yeah. hey yeah. oh <laughs> it was so perfect he's yeah. hilarious my he dad is. made me watch him as a kid yeah good wow yeah. what a great father for my yes. dad what no. a great father my amazing. mother was the same way she made me watch all these comedians all oh, yeah. the nasty movies don't tell your dad i showed you <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah this only stays between us well, Sam Kinison was outstanding. Sam Kinison. Yeah, a lot of Sam Kinison. Used to be a preacher, by the way, old Sam. Really? Oh, oh, oh! 
That's yeah, the pipes one. for it. Yeah. I can't believe Dice is still alive, though. He's like that's 65 right. years old. Yeah, well, damn, yeah. Dawson. Dawson, well, respect, bro. No, no, no. I, I'm with you, Gavin. I thought he got hit by a cab or something in New York. Like, the Dice Man 65 is the average man 95, maybe? I think so. Yeah. He's put a lot of miles on that. Oh, This is terrible. Yeah. Hey, and I got one more for you. Quentin Tarantino. Yes. This is old. This is when Django came out. He was asked about the link between uh, movie violence and real-life violence. And he got tired of being asked the question. So he said, all right, I'm done answering your questions, bro. But why are you so sure that there's no link between enjoying movie violence and enjoying real violence? I don't, I, well, I'm going to tell you why I'm so sure. Don't, don't ask me a question like that. I'm not going to, I'm not biting it. I refuse your question. <laughs> because I refuse your question. I'm not your slave and you're not my master. You I can't just, make me dance to your tune. I, I I'm, not, I'm not a monkey. I I'm can't not, make you answer anything. I'm just, it, I'm well, asking and, you interesting and, questions. And I'm saying, and I'm saying I refuse. Okay, well, no, I was just asking you why. That's fine. Um, <laughs> but you see, Jamie Foxx has said... We can't turn our back and say that violence in films well, or anything that we do doesn't have a Then you should talk to Jamie Foxx about that. And I think he's actually here, so you can. I'd, I'd love to, but I mean, I, you know, it's interesting that you have a different view and I'm just trying to explore that. Yeah, and I don't want to. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to sell my movie. This is a commercial for the movie, make no mistake. Well, you and I, yeah, so, yeah, this so you is, don't want to talk about anything serious? I don't want to talk about what you want to talk about. I don't want to talk about the implications of violence. I, I, I haven't wanted, I've been, because yeah, the reason I don't want to talk about it because I've said everything I have to say about it. Mm. If anyone cares what I have to say about it, they can Google me. Okay. And they can look for 20 years what I have to say about it. I haven't changed my, 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 my opinion one iota. <laughs> no, but you, you, haven't, you haven't fleshed it out. That, that, that's I, the only it, reason. It's not my job to flesh it out. No, it's my, it's my job to try and ask you to. And that's I'm all, shutting you know? your butt down. That's cocaine. Your butt's been shut down, mate. Gotcha. Gotcha. The Australian, yeah, the Australian interviewers or English interviewers. What we got going on here? Oh, hell. Can, we get Tarantino, can we get Tarantino in here to shut Walchuk's butt? Oh. That would be nice. So, I'd appreciate yeah. that. I, I do, too, yeah. That's a good By point. the way, that sweetbread looks disgusting. Are you kidding? They, all they did was take a pancreas out of whatever <laughs> animal yeah. and then just put it on a plate and yeah. said, that's sweet bread. That's it. That's bleeping disgusting, yeah. bro. Yeah. You got it. That's a prank you would play on like a, a, a freshman pledge to a fraternity house. Yeah. Hey, you want some sweet bread, buddy? <laughs> yeah, dude. Dahmer's the only one that wants to eat that thing. Sure does. <laughs> Thank you, Lucius. Yep. Uh, LA Live with Lucius Alexander every night about 540. We got TD Tuesday Shock a Lock coming up next here on The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.